Welcome goblins and ghouls to the center of weirdness on the Weird Network from the Weird State of New Jersey. I am Matt and today we're discussing Anoka, Minnesota, the Halloween capital of the world. Well, we're not really discussing it today because I'm sharing an old episode that we had done October 14th, 2018 when Greg and I first started the podcast and I know he's going to, you know, yell at me for doing this because he's not here. So I am going to do it. We transferred over all of our podcasts from SoundCloud to Spotify and it got lost in the transfer. Well, it didn't really get lost in the transfer. I put everything in a playlist and I always thought, well, eh, this is like older stuff. It's not as good. It's not as crisp. It's not as clean as I would like it to be in terms of like just speaking and hearing myself. I hate hearing myself speak. So I'm even surprised I do this sometimes, but I really do love sharing my love for Halloween the paranormal, the supernatural, the conspiracies, everything like that. And I wanted to share this episode because after listening to it again, I thought it was a really great episode in terms of talking to Jeremy and Tony from Anoka, all about how it became the Halloween capital of the world, all how it, you know, like the events that they do throughout the month of October. And I, I just love this town and I always wanted to visit it. And I really have to make it to Anoka during October one of these years. I really have to just because I follow them on Facebook. They do some great events and I thought this would be a great episode to share for the spooky season for October and the Halloween season. After all, they are the Halloween capital of the world and I think most people don't even know Anoka. They know a Salem, they know a bunch of other things. Even though we did an episode back in 2018 with these guys and it got lost and and that's another thing I really am kicking myself for the way I handled the transfer and the way I handled some of our old episodes and wish I just kept it up and I know we've been focusing more on our YouTube channel than our podcast lately but like I said in the previous episode I'm going to be sharing these are unedited so what you're getting is just me rambling talking Greg and I and you're going to get some of the shows that we do for YouTube we're going to put them in the actual podcast feed because I think some of the unedited versions of us discussing that could have been like a 15, 20 minute conversation about a certain topic. We cut it down to maybe like nine, 10 minutes sometime, depending on how long the videos are. I feel like a lot of key points in those videos get missed. So I think, you know, going forward Wednesdays, I'm going to share as much as I can. Some of the old stuff, some scary stories, like Scary Stories Society, our YouTube channel where we just read from scary stories to tell in the dark. And then we, or also we find some stuff from Weird New Jersey or just online where we find real life places that have scary stories, legends, lore, all that kind of stuff. So make sure to check out that Scary Stories Society YouTube channel as well as the Halloweeniacs because we did our very first episode of the Halloweeniacs was Anoka, Minnesota, where we talked about it. And I think that was a great episode. So make sure to subscribe to the Halloweeniacs YouTube channel because we have some really great episodes, trick-or-treat bags, and we have some of our podcasts like Friday the 13th is coming up. So we did a special on that. And with the Halloweeniacs, you'll get a podcast every 31st of the months that have a 31st. So you'll get that on our YouTube channel, which we've been filming lately as well as any podcast feed. So just type in Halloweeniacs and it should come up. So if you enjoy Halloween and you just want to hear discussions throughout the year, we're always trying to find different topics or things to talk about. And we did Anoka, our very first episode. So make sure to subscribe to those two channels as well as Nightmare 365 because you'll get some videos that Greg and I did of hometown haunts in our home state of New Jersey, as well as some eerie destinations when we travel outside of New Jersey and some of the, like the weekday weirds like this podcast, which is going to be unedited versions of some of the discussions we have, as well as me every now and then jumping on like this, sharing some old stuff that got lost. Again, it's my fault that got lost in the transition, as well as I, I didn't think they were like that great. And this one, after listening to it, I was like, man, this one is a lot better than I thought. So I want to share this. And it's a long, it's about 48 minutes an episode so i i'm i'm not gonna really like talk any more than this i just want to share this episode hope you enjoy it for the halloween season and uh i, I think it, it gets me excited it gets me excited to start doing more exploring more and seeing what other places and people 
how they celebrate Halloween. And it really does give me a new appreciation for the holiday. So I hope you enjoy this old episode from October 14, 2018, Anoka, Halloween capital of the world. Welcome to the Nightmare 365 podcast. This is episode 39. We have two gentlemen from Anoka, Minnesota, from the Anoka, the Halloween capital of the world. I'm wearing my t-shirt, my baseball tee that they... I like that t-shirt. It is cool, right? Yeah, it's nice and soft too. Definitely a good material, so I recommend. We'll link up their website in the show notes, but let's just jump right into this. Let's do it. Welcome to Nightmare 365. This is the center of weirdness for the entire planet. There's tons of unsolved mysteries out there. Witches still exist. What about monsters? Do you believe in ghosts? Bigfoot is not out there. Bigfoot is definitely out there. UFOs are real. UFOs might be real. Do you believe in conspiracies? I consider myself a conspiracy theorist. I want to believe in all these case files. Trust no one. The government lies to you. We're just two brothers exploring the unexplained, mysterious, and spookiness that lives among us. We have Jeremy and Tony on the line from Anoka, Minnesota, the Halloween capital of the world. What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, good morning. Hey, guys. Nice. So it is the October season. We're about halfway through, getting close to Halloween. Are you guys all geared up? Have you been doing tons of events out there? Oh, gosh, yeah, we've already had probably a dozen events. Today's a, a day off for us, so we thought we'd sit with you guys for a little while. That's awesome. Nice. Thank you for doing that. We appreciate that. And I want to start off because I don't know if there's too many Halloween fans because I feel like Halloween is more regional than anything else in, in this like great state of ours. But um, for like Anoka being like the Halloween capital of the world, I know it dates back to the 1920s. And I was reading because there's a lot of different, it depends on who you read. And uh, one of my, you know, which we'll have a guest on, on Halloween is Leslie Pratt Bannantyne. She's a Halloween author. She actually even wrote about Anoka in one of her books. And yeah, she makes a mention of it in um, the History Channel video also. Yes. Yeah, it's a big thing. And I know a lot of other, like, I guess you could say towns around the United States claim to be like, you know, the haunted house. Yeah, capital of the world, you know. But yeah. not Halloween capital of the world. Yeah, so just give the listeners kind of a background on it. Where where did it all start? How did it start? You know, that it really became the Halloween capital of the world. Yeah, well, it started, like you said, back in the 20s. And the, you know, it, if you go to nokahalloween.com, they have the whole history of it there. But it was, you know, kids screwing around like they do on Halloween. And back then, by screwing around, they were soaping windows and letting cows run down Main Street. But... Uh, so the, the town came up with they wanted to have a celebration, and that's how it started. But then when we became the official Halloween capital, which in our we have a store, our Halloween capital store where you ordered your shirt from, it, but it's actually a real walk-in store you can go to also. The Congressional Declaration is framed on the wall in our store on 2nd Avenue right here in Anoka. That's awesome. Was was that done later on? Because some of the, the history that I read, it was like 1936. Is that correct? Or it still dates back to like the 1920s? Yeah, in February of 1937. Uh, actually, it had started in 36. Uh, Minneapolis had um, a contest for all the paper boys. Um, and Harold Blair, Anoka resident, was uh, one of maybe 200 young boys that won this contest and was invited to go out to Washington, D.C. Um, so back then, the group, um, it wasn't Anoka Halloween Incorporated, but there was a, a commercial club that organized the stuff back then. So the local business owners. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. and they uh, quickly hopped on this, and they uh, made some Halloween insignia for a sweatshirt for Harold to wear to D.C. <laughs> and with them, or with him, uh, they sent a... Um, some paperwork for him to present to Congress. And out there, uh, he submitted this paperwork to uh, a congressman, and that's when the proclamation began. So that was February 1937. And then I believe in the early 2000s, um, we actually went through um, and legally had our, our state representative 
um, write up some documents for that. That's what Jeremy's referring to in our in our store. Oh, okay, that that is really cool because as somebody that loves history like I do, and then you have that mixed in with the Halloween aspect, it, it's awesome. And for like a town to actually do that, I definitely think it puts it on the map for sure. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, and that's you know that's that's what Anoka is about is the history. You know, um, do we have towns that make the claims of Halloween capital of the world? Sure, uh, Salem, Massachusetts, that's one. Where, where's the one you were telling me about this morning? Uh, Independence, Kansas. Yeah, they're one. I, I don't think they make a claim, but they have evidence they held an event in 1919, which would have been before us. Uh, but I think where we uh, progress or, or get this title is because we've consecutively held events every year except for during the World War. Uh, yes. So nearly 100 years minus a couple of years as to where they missed out on a couple of years here and there. I think they've been running for 60 years straight. Um, so... But what's great about that is it's just a bunch of towns like you know wanting to celebrate Halloween. So there's really no, no danger in anything. Of course, uh, last not. year Orlando they went all out on us last year. Yeah. They they wanted the title and we were gonna you know thank God for trademarks and lawyers for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, we're, right. We're still the Halloween capital of the world. But uh, but you know it's it's nothing bad. It's just what we have is you know we have a group of people. We have our our main chair people that you know, handle all the different events throughout the month. And like I said, we've already had like a dozen of them. There's probably, what, 40? When do you guys start the events? What's that? Like, what, do you start some events in September or is it just mainly nope. in October? Nope. The, well, there's, there's you know, the ghost tours. Those mm. are all throughout the month. But the first event was Tony's event, actually. It was a pumpkin way up on October 7th. <laughs> but on, on Saturday, October 13th, yesterday, there was three events. Okay. You know, so it's, you know, Friday was the pumpkin bowl. Hats off to Anoka. We won. Thank God we kept the pumpkin bowl. Um, what's the pumpkin bowl? It's a, a high school football game. Oh, okay. And if we don't win, we lose our pumpkin trophy, but we won, so we're good. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I would love to they, see that. They've been hosting the pumpkin bowl for, I don't know, back into the 60s, I believe. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a big deal. So that, that was kind of cool. But, That's, you know, what I was saying is we got, you know, 40, 45 chair people on this event. And then on the days of the events, you call in all your friends and your family and you get them to volunteer and help you out at your event. So, I mean, when you think about a town of ours of, you know, 24,000 people, I think it is, we probably get close to 200, maybe 300 people mm -hmm. that volunteer for Noka Halloween. So it's, it, it is really a big deal. And on our parade day, which is October 27th, that's the grand day parade. That's you know, it's 200 units, um, people from all over the state, outside the state, they come, they bring their royalty, but it brings, it's a very weather dependent event, mm -hmm. but it'll bring anywhere from 20 to 40,000 people into this town. That's yeah, awesome. I've read, I don't know how true it is, but I've read in media articles before upwards of 90,000, but that might be stretching. That's a lot well, of people. Well, on, on a beautiful year, the year, uh, there was one year I was the chairman. And it was probably a mid 50 degree day. It's just a beautiful October day. Mm -hmm. Riding through the parade, I've never seen anything like it. People were 12 deep. And this parade is, what, two miles long? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, little, a little under two miles long. 12 people deep. Imagine that now. You're going for two miles straight. You got 12 people deep lying in the street watching you. Oh, trust me, I've been to the New York City Halloween Day Parade. There you go, yeah. And, and that's there pretty nuts. Go. And I, I definitely want to make it out to Anoka for sure. I picture, like, the town is like the nightmare before Christmas, like every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day is we, Halloween. Every day is Halloween. We, we're working on it. That That's a lot of our uh, music for our ambassadors. They have their own float, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, we got some Nightmare Before Christmas music that we play. We got some Nightmare Before Christmas going on right now. It's yeah. uh, snowing here. It just started snowing. Right? Oh, boy. It, well, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying, too, is as Halloween is very regional, right? And uh, definitely yeah. on the East Coast, people think of, like, Salem, Massachusetts. That's, like, yeah. that's a hot spot to go to. You know, Greg next week is going down to Florida for the Universal. Yeah, we're going to Orlando for the uh, Halloween Horror Nights in Universal yep. Studios. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like, when I was growing up, until, like, my accession, like, when I started reading and, you know, like, the Internet became available and I started looking stuff up for more Halloween things, I never really heard about Anoka. And I, I guess that's what I'm saying as far as we talked before, you know, the show started and like, 
Well, because well, you hear all about like the you know the History Channel, the Travel Channel usually does like the you know haunted places or haunted houses and stuff like that. Um, they even did one. I don't know if it was like a diners, drive-ins, and dives, but like the North Pole, Alaska. Yeah. For like Santa. So. Yeah, that's one thing. Do you notice a lot of people from like not even just in like your region by like Minnesota, but you know people from like the East Coast, West Coast traveling to Anoka because it is the Halloween capital or like this time of year? Nowadays, we will get more just because of the the internet and people can Google us and hear about us. You know, yeah. I mean, we've got on the online store we're shipping Halloween merchandise all over the world. That's good for you, you guys. Know, so people hear about us, but you know, Plus it's many years. It's really easy to get to, right? Because it's right outside of Minnesota. Say say that again. I'm sorry. So it's like really easy to get to because it's right outside Minnesota. Yeah, right outside Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, Minneapolis. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're only about a half hour north of Minneapolis. So yeah, you can fly right in and come come right up. But you know, I mean, we can support all of that stuff, and it's just people. People are more people are hearing about us. You know, the it's it's more of a local event, like you would say, but. The, the whole state knows about it, that's for sure. And it really spreads with a lot of the royalty groups and all the other festivals. I mean, every town in this state has a festival, you yeah. know. Yeah, just uh, like ours and every, every town around us has something going on. Yeah, keep in mind, uh, we're just a simple nonprofit, all volunteers. We don't spend any money on any type of media. So we're not like, a, you know, a for-profit business where they would just market the shit out of their uh, event, you know, they see a return on that. We're just, you know, it's a communal events, you know, most of which are free. You know, we don't do any, any kind of marketing. So it's just kind of, as the word spreads naturally, that's uh, how people hear about it. Yeah. That, that's one thing when I was reading on your website, which I'm going to link up, uh, com. But when I was just, that, that's why I wanted to get like a shirt, a pin, some other stuff, because it, it does seem like it just goes back to the community for like a good cause, which is awesome. And it's well, not- it, it does. Our, our main goal, the whole purpose of what we do is we have our, our three ambassadors. Those are our major three scholarships we give out at the end of the year. Hmm. I think they're up to three grand now each that's- or 25, something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, we give out probably, what is it, 15 plus thousand dollars in scholarships because we, we pick with the people we pick, we just started one a couple of years ago because we get so much help from the city, the police, the fire department. So we did a, a service, someone that wants to go into that mm-hmm. uh, line of work. We've got community service members that we give scholarships to kids, kids in high school that, you know, step it up and really get out and volunteer their time. But, you know, and then we donate back to the elementary schools and the media center. So really, that's what it's all about. I mean, we all just love Halloween. So it's a it's fun to get together with other people that like it like that sure and like i said the, the communal engagement uh like i said all the almost all the events are free so you know we have a big parade like that or um it's a place a family can take their kids you know and and make a tradition of it now it was like uh the, the like the town logo like a pumpkin or anything like that not uh, specifically the city itself but uh there is quite a few um pumpkin or witch um uh, if you want to call it logos, but mm-hmm. stuff around town. Well, we have right now the city has put up all the Halloween banners on all the, the street lights. Uh-huh. They they just went out and got some new decorations of pumpkins, bats, and witch heads to put on on all the street lights that light up at night. We got Blinky <laughs> um, in the 70s. Yeah, we got Blinky. Yep, it's a, what is it, probably a 15-foot-tall blinking neon pumpkin. Uh-huh. It was part of a... Way back in the day, it was part of a giant pumpkin contest. If somebody made one out of neon, and we still use it to this day, so the city embraces it. The city supports us a hundred percent. We can never do it without them. Yeah, I mean the the streets that we shut down, it's it's quite amazing, you know. Because we when we shut down a street, we're shutting down like state highways. Now, how did so, you how did you guys get involved in like the committee? Like, were you always just into Halloween, and then you decided to take it to another level? Like Why we did. Go first, Jeremy? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, I worked at, I, I still work at a local Chevy dealer in town, Maine Motor Chevrolet, Noka, Minnesota. <laughs> Matt, um, Matt does, know. Matt does drive a Chevy, uh, Colorado truck, which is orange. We call it the boom, oh. boom mobile. Yes. Well, if you, when you're time for an upgrade, uh, or a new one, yeah, great. <laughs> no, as we, long- stock, we, 
we stock orange vehicles. I get I get crap all the time from it. I said, hey, we're in Anoka. We're stocking orange vehicles. Hell yeah. But anyway, so I used to decorate cars for the night parade. And then I was asked by Ron Nordine, our current chairman, who's been on the Halloween committee for 40, years. 40 50 years, something like that. He asked me to join the committee. Uh, they needed somebody new to run the parades. And I said, absolutely not. I will not take on that responsibility. I came home, I told my wife, and she said, you call him back right now? Absolutely, yes. And uh, 10 years later, we're, where we're at now, and we just handed the parades off to four guys. Okay. And when I say parades, there's, there's the night parade, the kitty parade, and the grand day parade. And if you think it's just uh, setting up a little parade, it's about a three-month solid piece of work on that one. Yeah, well, just, the, just the grand day parade is... I would say probably the largest parade in our state. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So anyway, so that's how I got involved. And then Tony, we suckered him in and he, he came in with a bunch of big ideas and brought in this giant pumpkin way off, which if you look, was it bigpumpkin.com? Bigpumpkins.com. Bigpumpkins.com. Go check out some of the largest pumpkins around and to get those people to take time out of their day and no big pumpkins. bring those giant fragile pumpkins to an oak something to uh now, do you guys ever have like yeah, the way offs, um, like uh, like televised? Because I know like they do that, like around Halloween, they have like the biggest pumpkin contest and stuff like that. I didn't at uh, this event. Um, you know, just you got to have a volunteer for that and whatnot. Uh, however, there was a, a guy from the Philippines uh, from some kind of media source that was Facebook living, and I checked that out. Um, and he had like over 12,000 views. Um, so that was kind of neat. Um, uh, and I guess I, I came onto the committee about four years ago. I'm not from Anoka. I don't live in Anoka, but I've always lived nearby, you know, a neighboring town and, uh, I always loved Halloween. I kind of, I guess probably since high school, I always knew that Anoka was the Halloween capital of the world. And uh, I think I just kind of wanted to do more, and I showed up to a meeting uh, one winter and just kept coming to meetings. And I kind of, I guess my goal is to have it live up to its name. You know, obviously we have uh, limited resources, funds, volunteers, and whatnot. But sure. I just kind of, I kind of wanted to push the envelope with this and see what I could do. So now, where do so you that, see it going in the future? Uh, I guess that just depends on. Um, how much support we can get from, you know, volunteers, community, whatnot. Uh, I, I'm a real big thinker, so I know a lot of my goals won't happen. Uh, I'd like to see full blown, uh, full blown theme park, but there, uh, we just don't have the space for that. Everything in Anoka is already built up pretty much. But um, and like I said, we're limited with volunteers and whatnot. It'd be great to see more of the um, local businesses kind of put more of a Halloween spin on things year round. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just a matter of time and working things out and, you know, keep going. Even if it stays the way it is now, I, I guess that's fine. You know, we still hold our events every year and it's a great tradition. Well, yeah, getting to that point, uh, I kind of know what it is just because if you go to Salem, there's a lot of very commercialized, I guess you would say touristy stuff. Yeah. And, and for somebody like me, I always want like the authentic, you know, yeah. piece of it. Because you know, you go to Salem, everything's a witch. Well, right? yeah, even the police logo, yeah, uh, the uniform patch is a uh, is a witch. Yeah, and same thing with like yes. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow is not as commercialized. I think it's more of a town, probably on your size. Yeah, where it's the same thing. Everything is like a headless horseman, but you know they have small events, but it's not as big as I would you know say something like Salem. So it seems like you're right in like the middle of that. Yeah, which. I don't know. It has its uh, ups and downs. Um, like, you know, it's, it's a nonprofit. So, you know, we're only capable of so much. Right. It's very family oriented. So we, you know, we can't, us as a, our group couldn't have like a, you know, gory haunted house type thing. Cause you know, we're more in that category of family but the good news is we can piggyback on knights of columbus has a, a haunted house yes so we let them those are other you know there's other non-profits that we partnered the lions they host a great big tent party that uh, we were going to look at doing don't have the resources to make that happen so give it to the lions they piggyback off us uh, the city does a wine tasting which piggybacks off of us so anoka halloween as a committee and a group 
we, I mean, we have a month long festival, so it's really, it is quite large, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we do look at, I was trying to keep it growing, but at some point you got to just, you know, do what you do and do it really well. Yes. And we've got, the, you know, we've got our hundredth anniversary coming up for 2020. We're trying to publish a book. We're trying to get some good collectibles. And really what we want is people's stories about Anoka, you know, and we have a, we have a guy that's a committee member just specifically for the hundred year anniversary. And he is right now collecting stories. So if any of your listeners out there, you know, ever as a kid, sometime came to Anoka Halloween parade and, you know, got a bag full of candy and thought it was the coolest thing in the world, you know, reach out to him on our website. Because those, those are the kind of stories and the pictures and that's the kind of stuff, the history stuff that we're really about. The, the commercial Salem's and the commercial Orlando's, go get it. Sell all the stuff you can. We absolutely love it. But in Anoka, you come here because you love the history of Halloween and you look around our town and you see this stuff all year long. All year long. You've got in cement, you've got a medallion. Whenever you see one of our fire trucks going down the street, it's got that same logo that you guys linked up to, that 73 button on the back of it. Because they are in Anoka Halloween. Yeah, one thing that's kind of neat, and you could probably speak more about this, Jeremy. If you ever talk to somebody from Anoka, it's, I think it kind of has a, Halloween and Anoka has a special connection with the people that grew up here. Because, you know, they started out their lives, uh, you know, they're in kindergarten or elementary school. They do the kitty parade. And then they grow up a little bit. They're in high school. They are in the marching band and the Grand Day parade. So I think... Uh, it really gives the local residents a connection just because this is what they know. Um, actually, our elementary schools still sell Anoka Halloween buttons in the schools every year for a fundraiser, which is really neat. And then the winners of that get to ride the big parade. It's a big... Tony was telling you my story because I, I have lived in this town forever. And I was in elementary school in the Kitty Parade, and I was in middle school, uh, carried the sousaphone, and then I did it in high school. And then all of a sudden, the school was done. I was like, Crap! Now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you just watch or join the committee and help organize. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah, and, and that was one of my other things too. Is you know, does everybody really embrace it? Like kids? Well, yeah. You, know, you take adults. pride in your community. You take pride in your town. You know. Yeah, they it, do. They do to a point. I mean, in the the age we live in, in the world we live in, of course, we're going to have some people that you know say Halloween is evil and it's pagan and you know it's ridiculous that we do that. But at the end of the day. You think about it. We have a private Catholic school in town that does kindergarten through eighth grade, St. Stephen's Church. They march in our Halloween parade because that's how much of a family event it is. Well, that's another thing. Like I always say, people if if they say that it's like demonic, evil, all that Mm -hmm. you know stuff that can get very commercialized. Like we were talking about with Salem and everything. But if you really dive into the history of Halloween and what it is and what it represents, that's not really what it is. Yeah, and that's not what we, I mean, do we have ghost tours? Yeah, we do these really cool ghost tours around the town. Uh, the Anoka Historical Society, they do an awesome job with it. I've done multiple ones. Are there ghosts in this town? Yep. My wife has experienced that. Um, Let's talk about I, that. Hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> what? what uh, well, yeah, because when we looked up, there's was, there was a lot of YouTube videos, too, where people travel to Anoka. Um and we were yeah. looking at some where, and then people were saying like all the like ghost stories that had come along with Anoka. So yeah, I would love to hear some of this. Yeah. What happened well, to her? The, the most ghost stories I've heard about in this town are with, at the asylum, the old asylum, um, which you hate to pigeonhole it as a ghost thing because just recently we've embraced the Eagle's nest and we're got housing for veterans up there. And I mean, it's, it's really a, a great thing that we're doing, mm-hmm. but um, if you go, supposedly, I have not been there, but again, I have friends whose mothers were nurses up there that have heard the screaming and the, you know, the people's voices down at the tunnels is where the ghosts are at the Salem. So, which actually, I think they closed the asylum on Halloween or in the yeah, month of was, October, yeah. right? That that whole thing is pretty crazy. But but in town, um, when we go on the ghost tours. There's a, um, there's, it's, it's a big White House antique center now. It used to be a doctor's place. It's attached to the Masonic Hall in town. Colonial Hall. Yeah. And um, that's the one that when my wife and I went on a ghost tour, they started telling the story. And before the ghost tour people told the story, my wife told me that when she and her sister would go there with her mom looking around and they always smelt cigar smoke up on the second level. Huh. Well, then we get to this part of the ghost tour and the ghost story they start telling us is the doctor used to smoke cigars in this building and people have claimed that they smell cigar smoke still in the building. And I looked at my wife and go, 
you've been here before. She goes, never. Huh. So it, it, I, there's some truth in there. We've got, you know, local restaurants in town where their upper level isn't used and people claim they see people walking around up there and nobody's up there, you know? So we got it. Well, with we that much it. history, and if it dates back to like the 1920s, if I was obsessed with Halloween like I am and I lived in the town, I wouldn't want to leave. Hell yeah. Why, not, why wouldn't you want to leave? <laughs> no, it's, 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 a fun, it's a fun place at Halloween. It's a fun place in October. It's a fun place all year. I mean, we've got some literally huge festivals throughout the rest of the year, too. The, the Chamber of Commerce in this town does a wonderful job. We have a Riverfest craft fair in the summertime. That brings in another twenty, thirty thousand people. I mean, we're we're a river city, you know. We're on two rivers. Uh-huh. We, there's a lot of stuff to do. The food truck festival just came to our town. We we brought more people in than the food truck festival when they hit St. Paul, which is the capital. So people like our town. That's good. They love Halloween. What is, yeah, like that. That was one of the other things too. Is as far as like Halloween related, you know, things or stores. Is there stuff always open? So like, if I came there in January. You know, will I still kind of have that lot of ha- snow, Halloween vibe? Lot of snow. <laughs> well, if you came in January, you give us a call. We'll open the store for you. But um, no, we, we the store is open one weekend every month. And that's a lot of there's there's quite a few stores in town. They're called occasional stores where they're only open on the weekends, selling knickknacks and antiques and that type of a thing. So we try to mirror off that. And for the whole year, we're always open one weekend a month. Um, in September we're open, I think she did three weekends and then October, it's a lot of hours in October, but yes, we do have a retail store that is open all year. Just have to check the dates if you're coming into town. As far as Halloween in general, if you come, you know, like you said, January, it's not going to be as Halloweeny as you wished probably. I mean, there is some stuff that's out all year round. Um, and like I was saying earlier, that's, kind of my goals is to kind of push for that a little bit obviously uh the majority of the public isn't going to want uh too much halloween stuff around of course. christmas for example but uh but yeah i would definitely more like more of a presence uh of halloween year round for people like you or anybody else it's a huge halloween fan and then you come to a note it's yeah well what can i do what can i see that's uh uh halloween theme but then again uh like you mentioned salem and stuff if you start getting into that territory, it might start get kind of uh, commercialized. So I, I don't know what's the best decision is to make, but well, even things, even Salem doesn't do is like benches. You know, get some park benches out there with Halloween stuff on them. Yeah, you know, around, I mean, there's there's things we're trying to do, but it's, it takes money. So no, of know, course, if and like your you listeners want to donate some bench money, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get her going. There you go. Well, yeah, even no matter what town you are, there's, there's always going to be that. Even Salem, there's a bunch of things that are always open in like September, October, November. And then the rest of the year, you don't see those things. Mm. But they yeah. still have like the Witch Museum always open, things like that. So, yeah, I understand you live in the community. There's only so much, I guess, you can embrace it. After a while, you just want to do other things, even with us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's a couple projects that I've been kind of working on for a while now, but it's just such a challenge. But I would like to have a, a Halloween museum here in Anoka, but at the same time, you know, you have to have money to open it. Let's right. say that's all taken care of, and then are you going to have that many people that come in in January? You know, it's right. it might just end up being closed anyway, so... Well, it's a challenge. Yeah, that's a that's a thing too. As far as like a first timer, like I never been to there. Like, what would you recommend? Like, what's a good starting point? What are things that are must sees? You know, for the if we came in October, if you came in October, must sees. Well, I'm I'm a huge fan of our our wine night. Of course, you got to see the parade. I mean, the period. Yeah, the the Grand Day parade is. The, the biggest event. I mean, it, the, here's here's kind of the level of our Grand Day Parade. We have multiple businesses that sponsor. Okay. Before this parade starts, there's a 5K run. So the, the whole streets is a 5K run. Costume 5K we, run. Yep, they're all costumed <laughs> up. It's absolutely hilarious. And then we hold the parade. We have the T6 Thunderbolt. It's, it's antique airplanes come in mm-hmm. and they do a flyover with smoke and stuff there. It's the cool, literally gives you goosebumps when you see it, which is sponsored by another local business ammunition town. And then all of a sudden, then, then go our military and then you're in for a two hour festival parade. 
you know so i mean that's that's just that one day but um the, the uh, schedule events changes from year to year like what dates what happens like sure uh, a couple of years ago there was like 11 events on one saturday yeah so it kind of depends like a Ooh. day like that would be great to come because uh at that time we had the amazing race you could see the amazing race you could go to the pumpkin carving um so it, it kind of depends but the grand day parade is probably the biggest event and I, you just have to see what the event schedule and what you think would you like the most. But the uh, the light up the night parade, that's my favorite. That's a really, it's a 45-minute parade. It's really short. Everything's lit up. And then we have the city, again, helping us out. We have three giant bonfires over in City Hall parking lot. Oh, that's so awesome. then everybody who's watching the parade goes over to the bonfires. And we've got s'mores over there that you can buy. And it's music over there. I mean, it's... It turns into a street dance is what our goal is for that whole bonfire. That's my favorite event. I absolutely love that. That, that does sound like really cool, like a fall event sitting by the fire, yep. like apple cider, you know, s'mores. Yeah. Non-alcoholic, of course. <laughs> I don't think too many people do that, like as far as bonfires, because that's something in like a Halloween tradition. Well, and again, that's the city comes in and we have great big culverts they put up. So the fires are safe for the people. The fire department is the one that monitors it. So they're right there. Again, all this is about kids, families, and being safe and fun out in the community. And one thing that separates us, I think, from uh, other cities, because a lot of cities have the same type of things, but they cram everything into probably a day, right? Yeah. As to where we kind of stretch it out and we want to celebrate Halloween through the whole month of October. Um, so it kind of makes us unique in a way in regards to that. Plus some of the stuff is so big, there's no way we could tie it into another event. Now in here, I'll just, I'll just run through a few things if anybody's, but we have, there's an orange tie ball coming up, which is a dress up, hang out with your friends kind of event. That's a really fun this year's Mad Hatter theme. We got the bonfire, the light up the night parade. We got, if you just like bingo, we got two nights of bingo at the American Legion. They house it sold out every year, packed house. You can't ever get in. Um, one of our committee members does a medallion hunt. He hides it two to three months earlier, uh, so it's good and hidden and covered up with leaves. Oh, um, and people win $400 for finding that medallion. And I tell you, that medallion is very sought after by collectors. Um, we've got wine and canvas night. We've got a wine tasting night. We've got the big parade of little people. That's the kitty parade, we call it. We, we're actually having another all-high school uh, class reunion this year. The Grey Ghost one, the Grand Day Parade, we a Royal Ambassador Coronation, and then we line it all up uh, Saturday morning with a, a pancake breakfast. Well, that's that's <laughs> nice. That's a lot of stuff. I don't think any other town really no. does that much that's, for that's like the month week. of. That, what I just told you about doesn't start until Friday the nineteenth. We got a whole nother page of events that are going on right now or have already happened so that should give you an event or an idea of what we do here now do you uh do, or does the town like i don't know around here mischief night is kind of like a big thing mm-hmm. now does that happen there or no is that what you're trying to you try to get away from that i'm assuming well we anoka halloween as a committee does not have that type of a night but actually last night was the anoka zombie pub crawl so I think there was a little mischief going on last night. <laughs> yeah, because like a big thing like when we were growing up was, you know, toilet paper, you know, egging yeah. people's like houses and stuff like that. That's how nope, this all started. Yeah. Yeah, that's we get away from that. There's I I remember that growing up also, but it's I mean, kids are going to be kids. Sure. So that's that's cool. But I think now they would rather text themselves or, you know. <laughs> yeah, which is sad. I don't see many people toilet paper and egging people anymore. <laughs> do uh now are some of the events like obviously yearly and do they happen on the same dates or that's always changing every year so if we wanted to come to like the pumpkin way off or like the medallion i would love to do that yeah i would year. love to do the medallion hunt depends now the pumpkin way off that will be the first sunday of october every year um, and then everything kind of goes backwards from the grand day parade is always the saturday before actual halloween so if Halloween actually falls on a Saturday, that's that's a great year to come out and be part of us because things are out of control that night. Um, but other than that, you always look for the Saturday previous. The Saturday before Halloween is the Grand Day Parade, and then everything works backwards from there. Okay. Now, has anyone never found the medallion? Nope. Hmm. If they get to the fifth clue, it literally tells pretty much tells you to take three steps away from this spot and. <laughs> 
It's like a geocache. Yeah, if you ever we, went geocaching, that gets pretty nuts too. There's a, uh, I don't know. There's got to be a couple, couple hundred people yeah. looking for that medallion. It's so that's got to get, get heated. Bucks, you get right in the parade. Yeah. Wait, you get to ride in the parade if you find this. Yeah. Oh, we got to do this. Um, we should come out for the uh, the one hundred. What is it? The one hundredth. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, we, we should do that. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have some big special events too. I mean, we've been. Uh, like Jeremy said earlier, we're working on stuff a couple years from now, right now. We, and just our annual events, too, we we really do spend all year working on this stuff. Yeah, basically the way we work it now is we, we, don't, we don't have meetings in October because there's too much stuff going on. We'll have a wrap-up meeting in November. We take December off so everybody can enjoy Christmas with their families. And then January, we start up again for the year. That's amazing. That is. It's my kind of town for sure. You should, you should probably move there. Maybe I will. You can get a new Chevy. Get a new Chevy. Yep. It's orange. Orange and black. Yep. Orange with black racing stripes. Oh, yeah. It's it's all orange and black. There's nothing else on it. Yep. yep. So it looks good. I'll have to send a well, picture we, to you we guys. see if we have any uh, Anoka Halloween uh, license plate frames left around for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh there that would you go. be great. I'll drive around with that. I, I support it, and especially if it goes to a good cause. So now Halloween falls on a Wednesday. Is there going to be anything... Like, is it just normal trick-or-treating, things like that in the town? Yeah. Yep, normal trick-or-treating. Once we finish up with the Grand Day Parade, um, like I said, we have that coronation. We get our ambassadors in place. And then actual Halloween night, you go spend it with your kids, take them out, keep them safe. Now, what are you guys dressing up as this year? <laughs> what, what are we dressing up as this year? Oh, well, I, I, I lost my partner last year or last night. I was going to go... Uh, in an orange tuxedo, because you can't live in this town without having a full orange tuxedo. But my my blue tuxedo partner, we were going to go as dead and deader instead of dumb and dumber, you know. <laughs> but uh, that didn't work out. Matt so, has a uh, Matt has yeah, a Halloween uh, tuxedo. I haven't got too crazy on costumes the last couple of years, just because I've been so busy with uh, the Noka Halloween stuff. It's tough to to juggle all that stuff. Some, sometimes you got to make some uh, personal sacrifices for the community. Ah, oh, bummer. Do you guys have a favorite costume? Like, we'll, we'll, we'll leave you with this. You know, we'll, we'll end it with this because I, I know you guys have to get back and, you know, enjoy October, but also kind of keep planning things. But do you have, throughout the years, even when you were really younger, do you have a favorite Halloween costume? Whether it was yours or somebody else's. I don't think I, don't think I do. Nothing offhand. The the favorite one I had as a kid, because it was always easy and I thought it was cool that um, I could get a beard, was going as a hobo and using <laughs> coffee grounds as my beard. Uh, that, that all was right. Really fun. But right now, I'm 100% set on Nightmare Before Christmas, Jack Skellington. That's, that's my passion right now. I don't necessarily it. think it was my favorite, but I do remember one Halloween, I was going as uh, Frankenstein or something, and my parents put uh, green oatmeal on my face. Green <laughs> oatmeal. <laughs> I never heard uh, of that before. <laughs> Were you supposed to be some kind of like goblins, the swamp thing? <laughs> I think I was supposed to be some kind of Frankenstein. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. But I also remember I did do the, the coffee grounds uh, hobo thing. I think every well. kid did. That was, it was just cool to do. Yeah, yeah there, there was a lot of costumes like that growing up around here. The scarecrow because you just, you know, put hay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate both Jeremy and Tony coming on and talking about Anoka, giving us some information. So thank you guys for this. Really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Appreciate you linking up, buying some of our stuff and getting the word out. Yeah. And, 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 with you guys. and you guys have a happy Halloween and uh, month of October as well. Thanks. Thank and, you. and we'll definitely keep in touch. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Take care, guys. Yep. Anoka Halloween, man. Yeah. What do you think about that, man? I like it. I think, uh, I think that... You know, the nonprofit, everything going back to the town, going back, giving away scholarships and everything like that is is, uh, is awesome. Um, you know, they do have the online story, AnokaHalloween.com, um, where you could buy like T-shirts, hats, you know, buttons. Yeah, we'll link it up mugs. in the description for sure and in, in the show notes and on our YouTube channel. And that's, that's one thing. That's why I wanted to kind of have them on and talk about it because as a Halloween, I don't know, historian, mm-hmm. I just... There's there's certain things about Halloween that really resonate with me. Yeah, and it's and they're not too commercialized either. No, and that's you know, a, that's the thing I love about it. And it's all about the family. It's all about you know history, the community, the community. I, I like that. Yeah, it is. It's cool. And each year they have a different design. I mean, obviously the, the logo that I'm wearing on the shirt that's their you know main staple. Yeah. But other than that, like you could see, we have the the button and. 
that changes every year. I don't know so if I can that, see that. That's cool. Yeah, it might be a little bit too small for our YouTube listeners. But yeah, this is just one thing that that is just getting like everybody, like he even mentioned it, you know, Tony and Jeremy said that everybody thinks like Halloween is demonic, you know, like satanic, like it's rituals, like celebrating, you know, like all like that's evil. That's not really what it is. Like no. if, if you look back at, yes, you know, kids had a, had a night that they just ran around that it's they were kind night. of let up. Yeah. And then the, the community says, all right, we don't want our stuff being broken and, and trash. So let's like think of stuff. And that's where like it for the trick or treat came from. Yeah. Yeah. And that's for a hundred years. It dates back into the history. And then you look at the community coming together. Like, how can we do? We do parades. We do bonfires. We hand out candy. Like, even if you watch on YouTube channel, just the Anoka Halloween parade, you just see them like just, they're just throwing candy. That's awesome. Like it, everybody has like buckets and they're just throwing candy. They just throw it on the floor and you see all like the kids run and get it. Like that's what Halloween is. And, and a two mile long parade. That's, that's great. Awesome. It really is. And I, re- I think I'm going to like try to go for their hundredth. Would you really want to go? For, you-, you know, it's 2020, right? Yeah. Not next year, the year yeah. after. I think that would be awesome. We should do like the medallion thing. I would like to see like the big pumpkin way off. I think the medallion thing would be cool. Like just to find a special thing. So let's see in 2020, right? Halloween, Halloween is. It's actually on a, a Saturday. No, I'm sorry. Oh, it's actually on a Saturday. Yeah. Is it really? October 31st is a, is a Saturday that year. There you go. So I, I think that we might have to do that. We might have to check the schedule and, and go out for like a long weekend. You know, just they have the wine tasting. So yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. You know, look for the medallion. That's like 100 years of history, like finding that. And like we could have that in the studio. That'd, that'd be something that's like Halloween. It would link us. That's got to get passionate people got to be passionate about like they have to imagine i'm not telling you this you know and like yelling at each other for finding the medallion plus you get to ride in the parade there's a hundred he said like what a hundred people like really look for this thing yeah and the guy places it like three months prior you got to follow that guy around for (laughs) you know three months prior just where is it how many people like uh we should probably ask them but how many people do you think like, oh, I have like five years out of the, you know, like imagine you were a little kid, you lived in that town and you grew up and you're like your parents took like mom and dad got one. Yeah. Then maybe like when you were a little older, you got one. And then now like for the last couple of years, you found it. That's like some good history right there. That is very good history. And that's cool. Like when you think of Halloween towns, I mean, there's, there's claim to fame. Like we live on the East Coast, so we always hear Sleepy Hollow, Salem, things like that. Yeah, are you more like when you hear Halloween Town, you more think of like haunted stuff and haunted attractions. Well, that's because they pop up this time of year. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, but that's what I think of. Yeah, like Nightmare Before Christmas type deal. Yeah, and that's what this town does. Yeah, and and he just rattled off like just two weeks out of the the month of just events that goes on, and that's not even including the parades. No, it's awesome. You know, because they have a, a night parade which is all illuminated, and then like the day parade. So I think we should put that on our calendar for sure. Anokahalloween.com. Would you really do it? Would you go? Yeah, why not? I think that would be amazing. It would just be a cool trip. We can go out to Minnesota, fly in, you yeah. know, stay. Minneapolis right there. Yeah. 30 minutes outside of Minneapolis. We can we even hit the Mall of America too. I Huge think, mall. See, that's the kind of stuff that I want to do as far as like just travel, you know, and just see, you know, kind of. It is the Halloween capital of the world. Yeah, because think about this. It, like, I always think of Halloween as very regional, right? You know, you have like the North, like we, the way we kind of celebrate it, you know, like the Northeast, then you have the, the South. And even like when you think of like California, right, it's kind of summer there still, even, you know, watching some of those Halloween parades on TV. Sure. It's like, it's very summer-esque. It doesn't feel like fall. You know, no, the leaves, today felt like fall. Oh yeah, it does. 48 degrees out. So I don't know, man. Do you think everybody should check that out? I think they should. Especially like go support them because they're not for profit and they give back to the community, they give back to great causes, scholarships. Yeah, they give out scholarships to the kids. Anoka, A N O K A, Halloween.com. They have a shop right online. And then if you're in the town, go to their downtown storage, check their hours, they said. Yeah, like I did. Just order a pin, t shirt. But thanks for tuning in to Case File 39, a little Halloween for you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed kind of the listen back to 2018. I always thought like Greg and I have definitely come a long way since we first started this podcast. And I think we have a, a different appreciation and perspective and 
kind of chemistry that we didn't have back then. But I thought this was a good episode and I, I thought it was worth a share. And I've been following Anoka ever since I learned about them from Leslie Pratt Bannantyne's book, Halloween Nation, as well as some of the documentaries that are on the History Channel. And I've been following along to their pages on social media from Facebook, Instagram, all that. And they're always posting some cool things. And one of the things I do every year is get a button or a pin. And they just posted this recently on their Facebook page. They had a vintage rare Halloween Capital Anoka prototype wood button flying witch. I don't know who's selling this, but it's $500. I feel like I can make this. But I already have that pin. And every year, I think from 2000. 16 i've been getting the pins and they have their shop online so you can find them i'll link it up in the show notes as well so i just wanted to share this i thought this was a a great episode and i want to do this more and if you like these episodes and you want to hear some of scary stories that we share some of the old clips that i could put into these podcasts again like these are unedited versions of our shows on youtube and i want to start doing some more lives as well i don't know if people who listen to podcasts really watch them also on youtube let me know send us a message all our contact information we're like revamping the website nightmare365.com it'll take you to the weird network which we've been kind of joining forces with the guys from jack-o'-lantern press so check out their podcast as well as their book transylvanian traveler and uh, our Scary Stories Society YouTube channel and our Halloweeniacs podcast and YouTube channel. So make sure to check out all that. And I really appreciate you listening. And if you're really into the supernatural, paranormal, ghost, Bigfoot, conspiracies, all that, you came to the right place. And really the main thing is the love for Halloween. This is started because of Halloween. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode. This is, I just, again, like I wanted to share this and because it's, a lot of good episodes I feel like have got lost. So I might just repost them every so often, but these are just, again, unedited versions of what you're going to get. I'll I'll eventually stop saying this, but uh, stay tuned to October 13th for the Halloweeniacs. We have a special coming out for Friday the 13th. And then also on the 31st of October on our YouTube and then podcast, we'll be doing the Halloweeniacs halloween special so that's kind of cool it's some good stuff up there so thank you for tuning in this is me stop rambling and until we meet again in the pumpkin patch stay spooky everybody halloween with pumpkins and mice halloween it's so 